the only good thing to do when you're very busy mm-hmm. and you're under the weather mm-hmm. is to pull out the old fave, the grab bag. The grab bag. Grab bag. That's what we're doing today on episode 93. Mm-hmm. I want to say that's right. Of the Season Lamb Checkup OVA. It's a podcast for conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Al and Ladium. Hello. And we're getting deep in the grab bag today. Hold on, hold on. Let me reach into the grab bag for us. Oh. The grab <laughs> bag has traveled. <laughs> I have some interesting stuff and some terrible stuff in this <laughs> grab bag. The grab bag has traveled from me to you. I know, right? It is. It is <sighs> man, it's a well-traveled bag. It is, it is. It's uh, seeing the world. Yeah, this is going to be a little bit of a weird episode as well, because I guess more of a, it's more of a different episode. Because we're we're going to talk about some games. Also, we're going to talk about the recent Nintendo Direct. Because mm-hmm. there were some interesting things in that, and you know, just just for just for fun, we're just going to have some chit chat. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. That's what we usually do. That's what we usually do. We have conversations. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Let's let's converse. All right. Welcome to the converse zone. Oh my god. That's where we uh, do all our conversing. What are we going to talk about first? I've got to turn myself down because it's like f- going crazy over here. God, Jared, don't be so loud. God. I'm a loud boy. <laughs> uh, I'll start with the Nintendo Direct because we can bleed that into some other things to talk about. All right. So uh, obviously, if you have been uh, paying attention recently, the Nintendo Direct uh, was scheduled to happen earlier in September, uh, got pushed back due to some of the natural disasters that were occurring in Japan at the time. Yep. They pushed it forward a week, I believe, is the case. And uh, prior to that, like, some things kind of leaked out because, you know... They pushed it back a week. Yeah. My brain's not that functioning right now. <laughs> uh, some things kind of got out because, you know, just companies were like, well, we were going to announce this anyways today, so why not? So, like, stuff so like the here uh, you go. <laughs> the Mega Man 11 demo kind of just came out that same day. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a leak about Civilization Six coming to the Switch, which would kind of put out and then kind of swept back up again. And I think maybe something else was also... Oh, uh, the uh, the Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD. Yep. Which got kind of put out for PS4 and, and Xbox One, and then they saved the Switch announcement for the Direct uh, later the next week. Uh, but here's the uh, the quick hits of that Nintendo Direct. Uh, they started off with the announcement of they're making Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Nintendo Switch I- next year. So hype. I'm so hype. I'm, like, probably one of the biggest Luigi's Mansion fan like, ever. I played some of that uh, 3DS game. Dark Moon? Yeah. And just, I don't know, like, I just, I didn't get that much into it, but. You should play the first one. It's coming back out on the 3DS. You should definitely play that one. <laughs> the Luigi's Mansion fan has logged on. <laughs> I love Luigi's Mansion. Are you joking? It's so good. But yeah, that, that was interesting, because especially because, you know, we all kind of knew that, like, oh, yeah, they are putting that, that first one out. So it's like, oh, this is probably just a thing for the first one they're kind of teasing. And then it's like, no, they're, we're making a new one of these. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. 
I was happy. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I like screeched via text message to you. <laughs> uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn is getting a re-release on the 3DS of all things. Yeah, that's weird. Which like we kind of, I was kind of like, that's strange. But then also like, this is a Wii game. The Wii or mm-hmm. 3D, is it a Wii or Wii U game? Um, Epic Yarn, I think was on the Wii. It's one of those two, uh, but it makes sense to put that game out on the 3DS because it has a touch screen. Yeah. It's easily accessible. So it was on the, it was on the Wii. Okay. So yeah, like that makes sense. And also that game still looks real good. So yeah. That'll be interesting. Uh, Capcom is releasing a bunch of uh, beat-em-ups in a separate pack, in, in a complete package, which just came out uh, this Tuesday. Uh, Final Fight's in it, and then a bunch of other games. Uh, Super Mario Brothers U is going is coming to the Switch called Super Mario New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which basically has like the the base game, uh, the Luigi expansion they added for the year of Luigi. Never forget. Uh, they're adding in two <laughs> new characters, like the the rabbit dude from this game, Toadette's in it, and then somehow she turns into Peach. Yep. And it, it doesn't make any sense. Correct. So yeah, that's that is coming. Uh, Mario Tennis Aces is getting some stuff, some new DLC characters. Birdo's going to be in there. Birdo's just going to suck up the ball, and that's going to be in the end of the game. <laughs> Uh, Splatoon 2 is getting a 4.0 update with some new stuff, like new clothes, new uh, weapon skins, all that sort of stuff. You will be able to buy NES Joy-Cons Yep. for the uh, NES games that you can play with the Nintendo Switch Online. So those are like 60 bucks for two, I want to say. Which is actually cheaper than like the regular Joy-Cons. Yeah, but like also these are very like use case scenarios like you're not gonna be able to use these like with everything right so kind of makes that kind of makes sense uh they're re-releasing the first katamari damasi game on switch which is real cool so hype for that one yeah oh man so hype that announcement came and i was like oh yeah (laughs) i love katamari that's a game that game's not getting re-released yet. No, it's not. Just the first but still. one. Uh, the untitled Yoshi game that's coming out next year finally has a name. Mm-hmm. It's called Yoshi's Crafted World, which makes a lot of sense. That game still looks really good. Uh, they also good. introduced like a thing where like, hey, you, you can play the game, the levels backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing. Uh, there's a bunch of actual physical tabletop games getting put on the switch as digital tabletop games which i think is a very smart idea mm-hmm. like incredibly smart uh there's a butt ton of final fantasy games coming to the switch man except for final fantasy 8 the good one yeah i mean it's weird because you're getting like crystal chronicles you're getting world of final fantasy but you're not getting eight which I mean, it makes sense though because out. It's not anything else. Yeah, they haven't pushed it out anywhere else. Like the the PC port is apparently just like a the a port of the original PC port. Uh, apparently there are rumors going around that Square might ju- just might not have the source code for Final Fantasy VIII anymore. Oh my god! I mean, they had they did that with Kingdom Hearts one. And then also there's people just thinking like, well, the 20th anniversary is like next year for that game, mm-hmm. so maybe they're just going to wait and do something next year with it. Which that might One make sense. 
Fingers crossed, because yeah. I love Final Fantasy VIII, but... But... Can we talk about the fact that Final Fantasy X-2 is going to be on Switch? Heck yeah. Yeah. So, so like you said, uh, they're remaking Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, which apparently is going to only be a digital-only game. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. I like Crystal Chronicles, so... Yeah. Uh, most of these games are also cross-platform, so like I think uh, Crystal Chronicles is coming out also on PS4, not on Xbox. Uh, they are re-releasing -re World of Final Fantasy... As like World of Final Fantasy Maxima. Apparently, like the big twist here is that like you can just swap the protagonist out and play as like standard Final Fantasy characters instead. Which I don't know how much that's really going to make a difference to that uh, kind of bad story. If you want to listen to I us talk remember. about the story of that game, uh, go listen to like the third episode of the season. Let me check up OVA. We I don't know. About I was there. just about to check that. It's real, real early. It's really bad, though. That is a really bad game. Uh, it like, is the third episode. Yeah, yeah. There's parts of that game is that's all right. Like, like kind of like the the intro, like the the interactions you have with like a bunch of the Final Fantasy characters, but like the the actual story they attach to all of it is not good. It's not good. No. So yeah, um, they're releasing like Chocobo Mystery Dungeon. That makes sense. Whatever it's called, that's coming out as well. And then, like you said, a litany of Final Fantasy classic games uh final fantasy 7 coming to a nintendo console for the first time ever also to hilarious and then the rest of these are also like they're also on a uh, xbox as well coming to there yeah. so it's like nintendo and microsoft uh, cashing in here so 7 9 10 10 2 which is i think believe those are just the remasters yeah uh and then 12 which is just the the remaster they just re-release -re of that um I think that's it. I'm so ready to have 10 2 on the go, though. That's, and I mean, I have 9 on the iPad, so it's already to go, but like yeah. 10 2 going to be I will really totally exciting. buy Final Fantasy 10 2 again and just forget that Final Fantasy 10 exists. I like 10. I don't like 10. But we've well, had this conversation like multiple times. But I like 10. Yeah. But um, it's exciting. I'll probably buy like 9 and 10 and 10 2 again because that's just the kind yeah. of person that I am. It's cool that, like, you know, that those will be available for more people. And also, it's just so interesting that the game that Square <laughs> burned Nintendo with 20-some years ago is now <laughs> finally coming to a Nintendo console. Finally, <laughs> yeah. so wild. Um, and you don't need a connection cable or whatever for the, the Crystal Chronicles now. Yeah, that was a good goof they made. <laughs> <laughs> no link cable required. That was good. Uh, Civ 6 is coming to Switch. They made mm -hmm. that super official. Uh, there's a Smash-themed Nintendo Switch coming. Uh, Mario Luigi's Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser Jr.'s Journey. They they kind of did a little bit about the the, the Bowser Jr. story in that. Uh, that's still coming out. Uh, Game Freak, the Pokemon developers, are making a new JRPG called Town. Town? It's the working title. Apparently, it is a JRPG set in a town. A single town. Oh, my God. Which that sounds actually kind of interesting. It's an interesting concept. I didn't really... I wasn't that interested. I watched the trailer and I'm like, eh. But it's it's an interesting concept. I'll keep an eye on it. Yeah. Uh, uh, the aforementioned Luigi's Mansion for 3DS is getting a two-player co-op mode. Yeah! Uh, this was in the Japanese Direct, but uh, Ubisoft is releasing a cloud version of Assassin's Creed Odyssey for the Japanese markets, kind of similar to what Capcom did with uh, Resident Evil 7. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, interesting to see more big games outside of the Nintendo sphere coming to the switch with this like cloud style that they're trying to 
utilize. Uh, they talked a little bit more about uh, the mech game Damon X Machina. Uh, City Skylines is coming to Switch. And also in the uh, the Japanese Direct, they, they mentioned that Downwell is coming to Switch, which Downwell is a really, really good indie game. Uh, and then basically the big closer was, hey, we're putting Isabelle from Animal Crossing in Smash. And that was like <laughs> the people on social media be like, oh, they're, they're going to announce a new Animal Crossing. Oh, they're just putting her in Smash. <laughs> uh. And then Tom Nook shows up and is like, hey, you guys want another Animal Crossing? We'll pay up, suckers. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. So they're going to make a new Animal Crossing in 2019. Yep. Which that's and real good. I am not the biggest Animal Crossing person. So like Isabel being in there, I'm like, eh, I don't really care that much. Mm-hmm. But um, I can understand the excitement for other people. Yeah. But yeah, it's just uh, not really my thing. Animal Crossing's good. So it seems like though, based on the cover art of uh, Smash, there's one more character that's going to yeah. be announced. Like uh, uh, the the art they're using now, it has like two slots, but like it doesn't have Isabel on there. It doesn't have Isabel on it. But there is one more slot left, spot left. So I wonder who it'll be. People keep asking for like this dude from Mario RPG, and I'm just like, I don't know who the f- that is or why I should care. Gino slash Gino, however yeah. you want to pronounce it. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody goof that they should put a Chrono from Chrono Trigger in it. <laughs> you can't get Goku. Here's the next best thing. Yep. That would be real good. I if if given the choice between those two, I would definitely pick Chrono. Like, yes, yes, it would be another sword character, but I really don't care. What do you think is just like the best, or like kind of like the the most obvious, or just like something that they would definitely choose as like their last kind of like here's our surprise i mean you could technically just go through like any franchise now considering just what they're doing like simon belmont's in smash now like nothing's off limits anymore but like snake do you think there's like a safe option that they could do hmm like i love that k roll is in there now is the whole bait and switch going to be that the last character is waluigi i think so that would be lame. It would be really lame. I would be very upset by that. I but, mean, I, um, it would make sense because, like, you want to end probably on, like, a Nintendo franchise, but... Yeah. I think that's probably what it'll be, but... um, I'm going to go with the safe bet that it's going to be Terry Bogard. Because he just shows up in any fighting game now. Are you okay? Basta, woof! Because I don't know, like, really any other, like iconic nintendo like that era like nes era franchise that they could easily like represent in a modern way right now yeah but they already haven't right because they've done like duck hunt they've done ice climbers they've done well, um, even, like third party i mean icarus um like the mega party. man's already in there you've got castlevania yeah. represented yeah huh i don't know yeah like I said, Chrono is a good good idea. They won't do it, but they should. You cowards. Actually, you know who's a better representative than Chrono? Who? Frog. <laughs> I would be down for that. Frog's Have a really Frog good in there talking with his crazy accent? That'd be awesome. That'd be real good. People wouldn't know who he was, though. But people didn't I know who like people would know who Frog is. They should. They if should. They don't, they're wrong. They should. 
Uh, I think it's probably safe to bet that's going to be Waluigi, though. I'm, you know, we're going to listen to this in a month and be like, well, she was wrong, but. It's going to be Chica Takami. Good. Her yes. power to, and her power is seeing and everyone just she does her ultimate smash and everyone just dances with her as she performs. Or like her ultimate power is just the power of encouragement and like everybody's just so happy that they can't <laughs> they can't fight her anymore because they love Chica. I would be okay with that. They should man Same. What if they put Same. School Idol Festival All Stars on a console? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fine with Considering that. like the whole problem with that getting delayed is that like they made an engine that's too powerful for smartphones. Yeah, put it on Switch. Put it on Perfect. console, man. But yeah, that's the direct uh some cool things coming out from that. Uh 2019 still seems like a incredibly stacked year. Mm-hmm. And it just continues to build that way, so I like that Nintendo is trying to keep up the momentum. Yeah. Like this has obviously been a down year for them. Right, but like it's hard to beat the first it, year. It's extreme. Isn't you know we talked about this earlier in the year when we had our episode about this, but like yeah, it's it's incredibly hard to follow that year up. And this is, but they're they're doing well. They're they're doing well. I think they're doing well to like position of like, hey, you know, this year isn't going to be great compared to last year, but like you know, look at the stuff we're going to ha- come out with next year. Like there's some some heavy hitters coming out next year. I mean, like you got Animal Crossing, you have that Yoshi game, you got Fire Emblem. Uh, you, there's probably some other stuff I'm thinking missing that is also you know, going to come out next year. It was still disappointed. That there was no Skyward Sword HD, and there was no Tokyo Mirage. No Sessions Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, Sharp Fe remaster for the Nintendo Switch quite yet. So That's who uh they should put in Smash. They really Tsubasa. should, but they won't because they hate us. That's true. Um, I also saw some like rumors flying around that like Xenoblade Cross would get a port. Hmm. because of how big two has been for them that would make sense yeah would you so i'm still waiting on those three games yeah would you would you even be interested in replaying cross i know you would be interested in playing like xenoblade one but not cross i liked cross okay cross had mechs cross had mechs and it had some really crazy music that was fun but um Cross was a big grind, though. It was a big grind. And that's coming from someone who's yeah. got to level 99 in both Xenoblade 1 and 2. That was, like, the big problem with me is that, like, that game was such a grind. And, like, once I finally got to, like, the mechs, yeah. I was just done. <laughs> like, I was like, I got a I mech. Got that's real boss. cool. But, man, I'm just tired. <laughs> I got to the final boss, but it locks you out if you're in, like, the main quest. And I couldn't level up. Yeah. So I was like, well, all Oops, right. Bone. Yes, I'm... Just not going to do it then. So I just quit at the final boss. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. no. Tokyo Mirage Sessions and Skyward Sword HD, they will be mine if they release them, but probably not cross. Legitimately speaking, mm-hmm. do you think they would ever re-release TMS on, on the Switch? Like, putting our biases aside. Because that game, because um, obviously that game sold very poorly at launch in Japan. It sold better mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Atlas would look at this and be like, "Okay, the Switch has a huge, like a higher install base. Maybe we could get more people to buy into this game that it's on the Switch instead of just like the Wii U." Like, do you think the business would like make sense for them? I think that they might be able to like 
get a bigger install base and maybe get another game out of it if they did it. Yeah. But but the question is, you know, it's Atlas and they're kind of making some dumb decisions lately. So yeah. Um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions was the real Persona Five guys. Like I maybe you could put that out in like conjunction or like around the same time that the the actual the new Fire Emblem game comes out because like make it like a little Fire Emblem month or something. Yeah. But I. It, I could see them doing it as a digital release and not a physical release. Yeah, I could. I think that would make a lot of sense. It's just one of mm-hmm. the things where like you know I love that game. Like I think that game oh, is so it. good, but it's just. You know, it didn't sell well, and a lot of people just didn't give it, like, the recognition that it deserves. And I feel like those are going to be factors into whether or not they would actually want to put the effort into, like, re-releasing it. So, but I think, I think like, it would make money. It does a digital release. Yeah, I think it would make it, it would make money for them. It's just, mm-hmm. like, would it make How enough much? money to justify doing it? Yeah. And that's been uh, your uh, Tokyo so- Raw Sessions update. Well, I mean, it worked for, like, people campaigning for Xenoblade, the original Xenoblade. Uh, It didn't sell that great, and then they wanted it over in the West, and it didn't happen. And eventually they are like, okay, people really, really want this, so let's just release it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, you know, maybe if enough people yell about it, what I'm saying is people go and yell at Atlas about this game. Don't make it just us being the yellers. (laughs) It's a great game. It really you is. So yeah, that's the Nintendo Direct. It was uh, had some uh, interesting things to to look forward to. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, but now it's time to talk about something that got released around the same time that was uh, announced. There, my alarm's going off to say, "Like, hey, take a pill." <laughs> Speaking of Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, yeah. Speaking of things that could have been but aren't I don't know that doesn't make a lot of sense but so upsetting so like we said uh, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD the uh, mm-hmm. a port of the mobile version of Final Fantasy 15 mm-hmm. was released on consoles mm-hmm. me being the dummy that I am <laughs> saw screenshots and was like hey maybe they did something to the battle system and like made, made it different like maybe this would be an interesting way to play this game <laughs> and then I bought and, Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition HD and I was like I have to watch you play this so we talked about at length about Final Fantasy 15 on episode 75 earlier mm-hmm. this year in May and it was me listening to you talk about the game and your issues with it. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you unaware, like before we had talked about Final Fantasy 15 on on the on the the podcast, like we kind of had a good idea of like how we felt about that game. Like we we played like all the demos and mm-hmm. you'd watch the watched... anime, I'd watch King's Glaive. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, "Nah." And yes. then you were tempted by my your, brother. Your brother. And <laughs> you ended up playing 15. Yes. And, and putting like 80 hours into yeah. it. And your opinion didn't change. No, it did not. It might have gotten worse, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, on the other hand, still had yet to play it. Correct. And 
the pocket edition comes out like i said i was like maybe they did some changes because obviously it's a different it's a it's a different way to play this game like maybe they 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 changed the battle system in a way that will make it a lot more fun than i was having in those demos uh so i bought it and you were like i will watch you play that if you buy it and i was like all right let's do this <laughs> and thus began our trip down final fantasy 15 pocket edition hd um I guess interesting enough, like, the first thing to, to talk about is, like, they condense a lot of the story. Like, it yep. goes from, like, what, 13 or 14 chapters in the main game, or, like, the original version. F 15 chapters 15 total. to 10 in this. Yes. So, automatically, that, that should be a red flag. Like, yes. I get... I understand why you would make this game. Like, why you would make, like, a demake for, like, a mobile market. Like, here's a way to get this game out to people who may not play it on consoles or just may not have had the money to buy it originally. And here's a, you know, a simplified condensed version of the game for people. The problem with that is, is that <laughs> by condensing the story in the ways that they do by cutting scenes out and just not really explaining things that well, even more so than just like the actual game, like, the story itself becomes so just convoluted in a way that it's it, you really don't care about it. An already convoluted story becomes a cluster. Yeah, it's even it's just way more of a, an issue in this. Like, um, one of the 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 key factors of this is that like you know there are a lot of side quests in the actual original version of the game. Yep, a lot of them. A lot of That's side what I spent most of my time doing. The only side quests you get in this are <laughs> go find some cactar statues, uh, go around and dig for treasure. Maybe you'll go and like fight some enemies that are in a town. You did that. You do that like once. Mm -hmm. Um, that's basically it. That's yeah. That that's your side quests. You don't get to take pictures anymore. Pictures are out. Uh, you don't get to go fishing. Uh, none of those like survival skills, like the like like the the character specific ones, are in the game at all. Like that's all out. Like uh, Ignis still does cooking, but it's just because you find ingredients on the battlefield, in in just like random boxes, and he'll be like, "All right, here's a recipe. I'm gonna make it." And that's about the and extent of it. And they make them it. look terrible. Yeah, that's what that's a key thing. Like the food in Final Fantasy 15 was a like a good selling point for that game because it's like, damn, they make that food look good. And in this, it looks terrible, which, I mean, goes and coincides with, like, the art style that they chose for this, which is, it just doesn't terrible. look good. It's no, like, it the, the chimmified versions they make of the characters just look real bad. Like, they're all just lanky and weird looking. Their faces don't animate at all. They just have the same face, even throughout, like, just, like, emotional scenes. They just look the exact same. So, like, all of these emotional <laughs> bits of story that you're, like, trying to, like, make your player... Feel, feel and like connect to it just it's so goofy looking because the characters are just angry faced and tr supposed to be sad but you don't get any sense of them being sad like this is part where noctis is supposed to be crying over his dad and he's just like angry facing the whole time and he's like sobbing in the voice acting you're like um i feel like if they were gonna go chibi they should have gone with like the world of final fantasy chibi yeah i i completely agree like if you're gonna go that route go that route yeah. Not go the route that they do here. Like it just doesn't. No, it it looks bad. It um, Gladio work. is hilarious. Gladio's model is ridiculous. 
He looks like uh like we talked about this like he looks like a a sexist dude's version of like what a what a lady, what a lady look looks like. like yeah cuz he's got like a huge chest and like a tiny tiny waist it's real dumb I I so. think like you know the story stuff we we talked about in, the, in that episode uh previously mm-hmm. that we did that like a lot of the core story stuff is just not great like and it, it doesn't help as well that like this version the pocket edition that you get on consoles is essentially the very base version of the game that released at launch. Yes. So like they have they don't fix that chapter 13 or it's like this is chapter 9 in this version like none mm-hmm. of that stuff is fixed. Uh a lot of like the explanations that they well I guess they they include the subtitles for like the the summons. That's about the only extent of like differences. Yeah. Uh, but everything else, like, that they have addressed past that, like, isn't in here. Like, none of the, the recent DLCs are in here. And so you're just getting kind of, like, mostly the game at launch, which was, yeah. you know, very divisive and controversial because people were just like, you know, this game has problems. What the f***? Yeah, it, it's, it's messy. It's very um, messy. But then, like, you have dumb things. Like, they just neglect to tell you the whole time that Arden is immortal. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of an important thing to mention. They completely cut out uh, the stuff of Luna healing the, what did you call it, the Star Scourge? Star- they, they don't even explain, they don't Star explain that at all. <laughs> Star Scourge is, like, not even mentioned by name once. No. And do you just see her, like, kind of, like, healing people, and it's just like, well, I guess she heals people. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. They... They cut out some really important things that, like, like I said, the story was already kind of a mess, and this is even more of a mess. Yeah, uh, you don't get to have, you don't get to have fun in this game. No, you don't. They no take a lot of like the fun, interesting things out of this game. Like, there's no car driving? customization, no driving, no Final Fantasy soundtracks that you can buy. Uh, the extent of the driving is watching them drive, and you can hold like the L1 and R1 and just steer the car into one lane or the other that's the extent of the driving i wonder how many people you murdered while playing it i murdered a lot of people because like you'll you, you could just drive into an oncoming lane and then the cars will just swerve out of the way and clip through like guardrails and or shit. mountains or mountains that too uh and then that, that just ties into a lot of the side quests that just are completely absent and yeah. it just kind of takes a lot of the a lot of the fun out of this like the fun that you could have like um like, we were talking about, like, the only times I had fun in this game was, like, you get to hug a chocobo. Yeah, you get to hug a chocobo and, and pick up a baby good. chocobo. And I picked up a baby chocobo. That was also pretty good. And then and Aaron, and then Aaron Paul's in the, at the end of the game, and that was funny. Yeah, but like I said, he's in the original yeah. one, too. I just didn't realize it. But, yeah, Aaron Paul's there. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Aaron Paul is in Kingsclave, and that's his character is at the end of the game, which is just a, a complete, real, random thing. Because, like, if you haven't watched Kingsclave, you're not going to know who that character is in the slightest. I didn't even realize it was that character yeah. that I had seen Kingsglaive. So until um, you until we played this, that, then you were like, "Wait, is that Aaron Paul's character?" Right. Then I realized who it was. I was like, "Oh, I know that guy." Uh, I think the the biggest thing though is just the combat, which was like the main thing that I wanted to see if they changed or not in this in this uh, in this version. They made it worse somehow. No, it's it's bad. It's super bad. <laughs> uh, there is no variety to the combat. The only things you can do is switch weapons and then you just hold square to win. Like, obviously you have like, oh, you can get one of the king weapons and use that or use the crazy all the king weapon skill. Like, obviously you have that. 
uh, magic is tied to, hey, you can pick up a thing of magic, but if you go, if you pick up a thing of fire and you don't go into a battle and you go pick up a thing of ice, well, say goodbye to that fire because it's completely gone. You don't get to use that anymore. Yeah, that's dumb. You just have one use uh, magic and it's very, very bad. Uh, summons only work via specific instances in battle. And by that, mm -hmm. I mean when the game allows you to do a summon. It's scripted. It's, yeah, it's scripted. There you go. Uh, and then there's just a ton of quick time events that are just completely terrible. Like, they are not fun or innovative quick time events in the slightest. It's just like, hey, it's a cutscene and you'll press a button or hold a button or move the stick or jam on the button for a little bit. Like, they're just super, super terrible. Also, we have to talk about the real tragedy of Pocket Edition, which is there is no cup noodle. There's no cup noodle. And that's real. That's a real shame because, like, man, <laughs> Cup Noodle is a funny, goofy inclusion in this. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, they, Cindy still looks ridiculous. Cindy still looks real bad. Yeah. Uh, the whole reveal about Prompto being a robot is oh, right. completely he have his botched because they don't show his barcode. They just show his glove hand. So it's just like I guess his hand does has is able to do key uh, unlock a. Uh, doors and stuff like that's strange i guess i don't know it's very poorly explained well the, like the, rest the of scene game. where um where you're not allowed to leave iggy behind like you can't even walk you're not able yeah. to walk so they're constantly screaming at you they're like hey he's blind like make sure you're able to he's able to keep up but your only your only speed is just run so you can't just like slow walk it's everywhere it's just run and then wait for them I mean, you can basically just go and they'll just yell at you, but it, it it honestly doesn't make any, it doesn't mean anything. You can just run away and they'll just yell at you and nothing bad will happen. And one of the things that was so irritating to me as somebody who's played the original version and played this one, and like, I feel terrible that I'm defending the original version at this point, but um, Prompto had some really interesting, like, well, all the guys did, like walking around post-battle dialogue, that kind of thing. And this one, they're like, hey, let's have Prompto say the same line 10 times. God, yeah. Like, there's so much repeated just uh, ambient dialogue with the guys. And that's not the case at all in the real game. Like, the game itself, there's always so much variety depending on, like, what you're doing or what they're talking about or what's happened in the story. Like, And then with this, it's like they have, like, three of the four conversations that they can have and they will just repeat those constantly. It's really annoying and it's really unfair because like I kept telling you Prompto is my favorite character. Prompto and Iris were my favorite. And then like you're like, why? And it's because like he he got the shaft in this game. It doesn't do him He's, any service. It doesn't. And it's sad because like Prompto and Robbie Damon are great. I think we only heard the Chocobo song once. Yeah. It was really, really tragic. So yeah, like th this whole package just is messy. It's messy, and it's one of those things where like I don't know why you. Who is the this. audience? Yeah, who's the audience for this? Like, if you have played Final Fantasy 15 and you want to play it again, like play the real version. Yeah. You don't want to play this oh. version. Like, you're just gonna leave it. You're gonna play this and leave very unsatisfied because it's not a good version of that game. Mm. And if you're coming to this for the first time, like you don't want to play this version because it's a bad way to get introduced to the story yeah like it's so just completely cut and convoluted that you're just going to be left confused more than wanting to play the actual game 
And I mean, if nothing else, like Final Fantasy 15, the original version is actually really, really pretty. Mm-hmm. This like, isn't. It, it was nice to look at, except for the dumb glitches that I had. But like this and this one, this and this and wow, this and uh, sometimes the southern comes out. <laughs> um, this one's not good to look at. It's not like I hate the character models. I hate the facial expressions. It's it's terrible. And you looking. can find good mo- good looking mobile games. You can. They exist. They exist. This is not one of those. Mm-mm. So yeah, uh, words of the wise: don't buy or play Final Fantasy XV Pocket Edition. You were like screaming at it by the time we were done last night. It is like I put this on Twitter last night. It's legitimately one of the worst games I've played in a long time. Did you really put it on Twitter? Yeah. I didn't even see that. It's very bad. It's so bad, and I didn't even play it. I was just experiencing it secondhand. It's one of the things where we come out of it and we're like. And you were like, I, I wish you you could play the actual game instead of this. And I'm like, I wish I could play the actual game instead of this. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's it's bad. But anyways, um, speaking of things I played that aren't bad. Yep. Uh, I recently played through the uh, also recent release of, and this is the actual title of the game, Marvel Spider Man, for the PlayStation <laughs> Four. From your friends at Marvel. Because they own Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, that is true. Uh, so yeah, this is the big uh, Spider-Man game that you know they have been that Sony has been touting for the last couple of years. Uh, it's the game that we talked about at um, a few years back for like our first E3 episode. We talked about that game and we were like, man, that game doesn't look that great. Mm-mm. Uh, I think uh, later on, like with the work they they showed uh, this year, like I think it it looked a lot better. Like in my eyes, I, like it looked like an improvement from the previous year, and I think coming out of it playing it, like I think that's definitely the case. Like it it plays really well. It is. It's. I mean, it, there's no denying that it is the Batman Arkham style of combat, but I think they do it in a way that makes it more towards like you feel like you're actually Spider-Man, not Batman. Like, Batman's combat is a little bit more heavier, while Spider-Man has a little bit more fluidity to it, if that makes sense. And just the way, like, it, it feels like that character. So, like, I think they actually, they did a good job with all of that combat in it. And in a way that, you know, it, it feels very reminiscent of, like, of those Batman Arkham games, but they tweak it in a way to make it not exactly that. Mm-hmm. So... That's very good. Uh, obviously, the other big thing is like, hey, if you're making a Spider-Man game, you got to make the swinging right. you got to make it so it's like Spider-Man 2 on the PS2. Because that was the one game that got the swinging right. Uh, and yeah, go swing around New York in this game is really, really, really good. Like, you have, like, good fi- a good sense of speed, momentum... Like, even if you, like, you, you start bouncing into, like, buildings, like, it doesn't really, like, mess you up. Like, you're able mm-hmm. to, like, do, like, good recoveries from that. And that's very, very, very good. Like, because if, if that was not the case, like, it would definitely feel a lot more clunkier. And, you know, this is a game that eventually introduces stuff like fast travel. Feel like, oh, you can go on the subways, which is interesting enough. But huh. I never use fast travel in this game. Like, going and swinging around everything... Uh, from place to place to place was it wasn't wasn't didn't take that long, 
And also, it was just fun to, you know, zip around this version of New York and do all that. So, obviously, two big things that they needed to nail down for this game, and they pretty much did. Uh, I think as well, though, that for me, uh, I like... I like Spider-Man stories. Like Spider-Man's probably like one of the the superhero dudes that like I like the most. At least that that mythos. Mm-hmm. And I like this incarnation of Spider-Man and also of Peter Parker. Um which obviously, you know, the character of Peter Parker is a character that has been <laughs> played out to an extent. Yeah, no kidding. Uh but I think they do some they do interesting things here where like, you know, it's not it's not another origin story. This is Peter having done this for like eight years at this point. He's like twenty-three. Uh he has basically been doing this for a while. So like it's not oh, here's Uncle Ben, he's dying. Oh no. Great power comes great responsibility. It's like <laughs> he knows what he's doing. He has like all these villains that he's encountered then have he has backstories with. And they know him. Uh, you know, he has relationships with all these other characters. Like, they already have, like, Mary Jane's established. And I think, like, it's interesting that in the onset of this game, like, they make it very clear, clear, or clear that, like, those two had been dating. And at the onset of this game, like, they had been broken up for six months. And it was in, like, that awkward stage of, like, you know, like, we kind of, we're kind of still friends, but it's still real weird if we see each other. And it's, like, it's very well done. Like, it makes you, like, kind of feel, like, that awkwardness between them. But also, as the game goes along, like, you just see how, like, they maneuver around that awkwardness and having to work together. And, like, the, uh, the I guess, the, kind of, like, the terms that come with that. And how each of them circumvent that. Or, like, just try and maneuver around them. It's very, very interesting. Um, hmm. And then the villains they set up is... Uh, I guess some different, like some villains that you don't necessarily see a lot in Spider-Man lore, or at least like, you know, huge pop culture Spider-Man lore. Like obviously you have people like Scorpion, Shocker, like those are kind of like people you usually see in these types of stories. Um, Rhino. Uh, But for the most part, like your first big baddie you take down is Kingpin. Okay. And they do a good job with that. And then, like, he's, like, he's there for, like, a little bit, but then, like, he goes away. And then everyone, like, all these other villains start to start to pop up. Uh, I guess I should mention, because I haven't really got into this that much. Uh, this is a recent game. I'm going to kind of talk openly about some spoilers. So this would be a good opportunity to back out if you are still here. <laughs> and you <laughs> hadn't decided to back out yet. But, yeah, like, there's going to be some spoilers uh, just, just be careful of that if you're if you're still wanting to play this game or you're in the middle of it, uh, hit the reverse button and back out of here. Right. <laughs> uh, so going into spoilers, like, kind of at the end of the game, they kind of make their own version of like the Sinister Six. So like, there's six kind of villains that you have to deal with. Uh, one of like the main ones you you have to fight is a guy by the name of Mister Negative. He turns himself naked. I thought negative. you said Mr. Naked at first. Mr. Naked? <laughs> Mr. Naked. He turns yeah. himself naked. He turns himself naked. Uh, so, yeah, like, he's one of them. But also one of the the actual, like, kind of head bad guy that you find out at the very end of the game is Doc Ock. 
Okay. And throughout the game, you are actually working with him. Like, this is before he turns. Like, you're working with Otto Octavius. And Peter Parker is just, like, a an assistant to him. Like, you're you're working through science stuff. And you're trying to, like, make these new prosthetics for, like, uh, wounded veterans. And just people of that nature. It's so like, here's, like, a new arm for you. Like, and it, it works really well. Like, it, it feels like, you know, you actually have a new arm. That sort of stuff. And throughout the game, you kind of start to see, like, oh, well... Uh, Norman Osborn is the mayor. He's coming in to shut your funding down because him and uh, Otto have like this. Um, they have a rivalry. They have a rivalry, but also like this history with each other. We're like, oh, we used to be friends, but then uh, his work with Oscorp when we started it kind of went in a completely different direction that I wanted. So I got out, and now we kind of don't see eye to eye with each other. And then you kind of start to see him start to degrade here and there like throughout the game like he's like oh well you know here's these military contracts i was like i could try and do this oh this prison wants to have the security beefed up maybe i'll try that and you also learned that like oh like oh he talks about how his body's basically failing him Hmm. because like oh he's like oh i've been exposed too much to like radiation so like my muscles are starting starting to fail me and that's getting real bad. So, like, they're trying to come up with a way to, to alleviate that. And obviously, one of the ways they do that is by making the octopus suit. Yikes. Which they do, and, they, and it works completely well. Uh, one of the bad things is, though, like, there's the chip that you have to put in. And basically, if it isn't uh, properly done, it'll change your, your mental state. And that eventually is like kind of like what leads him into becoming a villain, which was interesting because like I was expecting that like oh you know they haven't really done much with him for like three quarters of the game so maybe they will set this up for like he's going to be the villain for like a sequel. Yeah. But then like at the very end of the game he's like, well now I'm leading all these other villains so that's my role now. I'm Doc Ock for reals. <laughs> Oh, one thing that uh, I want you to make sure you talk about is uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yes, that's a that's a good thing to talk about. Uh, if you if you know the Spider Man mythos, like you know J. Jonah Jameson, the editor of the Daily Bugle, he wants pictures of Spider Man <laughs> on his desk right now. Uh, this takes a completely different approach to that. So, like in this story, he is he's been fired from the Daily Bugle and ousted because of like people think he's a conspiracy theorist and all of his like ramblings about Spider-Man have pushed people over the edge. They're like, nah, we're done. So he takes his fame and all that and creates a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And essentially J Jonah Jameson is Alex Jones, which is so perfect. Like legitimately, that is so good. And like, I never would have thought about it. And I'm like, I love it. I think that's fantastic. You have the option of like, you know, keeping subscribed to his podcast or unsubscribing to it. But like, he'll, (laughs) he'll pop up like every now and then, like just throughout the story of like, and react to things that you've done. And it's it's super interesting just to hear him like talk about all the events of the game. He's like, well, New York's becoming a military state. And I, you know, I really hate that it is, but, uh, you know, if you would have listened to me, I told you this was going to happen. And, you know, <laughs> one of the reasons why this is happening is because Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> Gay frogs. And any any time that, like, he has, like, people call in and they're like, like, we have a caller coming in who had an encounter with Spider-Man. 
and what you're hearing, what you're going to hear will shock you. And then the caller will be like, yeah, Spider-Man saved me. And it was real great. Like he was a real down to earth guy, uh, (laughs) helped me out a lot. It was real, real good. And I'm like, cut, cut. cut, No, sorry. We're breaking up. We're going to have to cut your call. Oh man. You know, these people out there. <sighs> Crazy. Spider-Man. Spider-Man's dangerous. Spider-Man's danger to our society. <laughs> that's so perfect, though. Like, legitimately, I never would have thought about it, and I love it. I think that's one of the greatest things. It's really, really smart and really good. Um, it's a good take on the character who's been the same for Yeah, exactly. Ever. And I think, like, the what they do with Mary Jane is also interesting, where they make her, like, a reporter this time. Like, I don't know if, like, that's actually been a thing in the comics. Like, I haven't re- read, like... Peter Parker style Spider-Man in a long, long time. Yeah, it's been a while for me. But I thought that was also like a a, a smart take on her. Uh, they make Aunt May like the a worker at like a a homeless shelter. Oh, okay, which That's makes cool. a lot of sense. Like, and the homeless shelter was made by Mister Negative. Mister Naked. Mister Naked. Because uh, basically, <laughs> he's like he's like this huge philanthropist, and then like turns bad because he wants to kill Norman Osborn because he did an experiment on him when Mr. Negative was young and that's what gave him the powers. And now he just wants to murder Norman. Okay. Well, that's intense. Yeah. It's a really extent, uh, extensive uh, reaction to Very things. Much so, uh, one of the things they teased in like one of the first, uh, E3, uh, trailers was they showed a, like a cinematic trailer. And at yep. the end of it, you see Spider-Man fly by, and you see some someone like, oh, did you see that, Miles? And you it cuts back, and it's Miles Morales. And then yes. the trailer ends. And one of the things I was worried about was that, like, oh, they're just gonna, they're gonna just throw him in there for, like, a little bit, but it's just gonna be a bit piece. Like, he's not gonna be that big, a big part of the story. Basically, like, how he was in the last Spider-Man movie, where, like, Donald Glover's character was, like, Miles's uncle and like something's involved with that and you like get a throwaway mention of Miles. Oh. Uh thankfully though, that is not the case. He is which a is big proponent of this game, which is interesting cuz like they kind of do split this up into three different characters that you actually control. You know, you control Spider-Man slash Peter Parker, uh you control Mary Jane for a few stealth sequences, and then also you control Miles. So they make them, all three of them, like very big proponents of this game. Um, he kind of comes into this where uh, you as Spider-Man are trying to like find some information on uh, these uh, on these gangs. And uh, Miles' dad comes and helps you. And then like eventually you get into like a car chase and he and Miles' dad kind of like rams his car into like the the gang car and saves your life. So that's how you get the introduction to him. Is that like, oh, well, we're going to give this guy a medal of honor at one of Norman's like kind of election hype things because he's trying to rerun for mayor. And you learn that like, oh, that's Miles' dad. Uh, the bad thing is Mr. Native comes in and blows that whole place up. Yeah, Murdering his dad. And then that's the first time you play as Miles is that like uh, Peter gets knocked out. And then they switch it over to Miles where he like runs up, tries to get back to the stage and see if his dad's okay or not. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah. And then basically they they cut to like the funeral and Peter's like, hey, look, buddy, I know you're going through a lot of stuff right now. Like, I'm your new dad. I, I've been, I've been there. Trust me. You know, if you need any help or anything, just like, let me know. 
Uh, and then basically he sets Miles up at like the the homeless shelter to work with Aunt May. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, like you look, you need something to do. Uh, if you want to come work here, go do that. And then basically, eventually, he kind of gets like roped into everything, like into like the major story. So he starts working with uh, Spider Man, who he doesn't know is Peter yet, and Mary Jane, like near the end of the game, which is which is, <laughs> at least has some fun, interesting dynamics between all of them oh i bet um but yeah they do they do really well by that character and i was very very pleased in a way that i was not expecting i guess uh but yeah like the um basically the game concludes where you have to fight doc ock on a big uh on a big building also aunt may dies (gasps) and it's actually it's really like you know you could make that like in a just a an emotionally unearned death and but they make it really they do it really well because like uh they release like this viral toxin uh into new york and like the homeless shelter is basically kind of become like a a makeshift hospital and she's been trying to like take care of people but and she contracts the virus and gets real sick and then you get like the antidote and like you see the scene with peter and like one of the doctors there is like, hey, like, you know, you could give her this antidote and save her, but we also, if we, if you do that, no one else will be able to have the antidote. Mm. So you have to choose either you save her or you save everyone else. And you see him, like, he takes it and, like, gets real close to, like, shoving it into, like, her injection line. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, stops and just, like, breaks down and, like, watches her die. It's real f-ing emotional. But, like... It's, it was also surprising that they would kill off Aunt May in this first game. Yeah, wow. Uh, and then basically, you have the fight with Doc Ock at the end there. Uh, he reveals that he knows who you are, like for realsies. And he's like, hey, look, we could we can work all this together. Just come come with me and do this. And then Peter's just like, nah. You did all this. You got to clean it up yourself. Get boned. <laughs> So yeah, like that's that's pretty much like most of the game. Like there's probably there's a lot of bits that I'm kind of leaving out, but as a Spider-Man story, I think it works very, very, very well. And it has Spider Cop. It, it has Spider Cop. So there's this really goofy thing with a uh, Spider-Man, and he's like he's working with like a, a a cop called or named Yuri Watanabe, and <laughs> one of the first things you learn is that like he has this he created this alter ego called Spider Cop, and talks in a gravelly like. Christian Bale Batman voice and Yuri just hates it. <laughs> like, oh, d- do you, do you, what are you talking? You need a job? I heard there was a job opening. I heard someone that's going to be able to do it. His name, Spider Cop. Half spider, half detective. <laughs> Man, Yuri Lowenthal does a f- great job in this game. I mean, everything I've heard from him in this is fantastic. Yeah, he does. He really makes this role his own in a way That's that. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's very, very, very good. Um, well, and the best part is his wife is playing Yuri, so. Yeah, his wife is playing someone with her husband's name. <laughs> <laughs> Some real deep inception there. Uh, they do a couple post credits teases, like, teases for stuff because obviously it's a Marvel game and they're basically kind of following like the, the movie format for that. Um, mm-hmm. one of them is 
Peter helping Miles move into like a new like I guess dorm or something I think for school and mm-hmm. they're in his room and Miles is like hey I've I, I been to talk to you about something like my body's been going through these weird changes lately and I don't know what's going on and Peter's like oh you, well you know you get that kind of age <laughs> that stuff happens <laughs> and Miles is like whoa, whoa 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 no 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 not that uh, and he's like well, let me just show you <laughs> So he uh he basically just does a flip and sticks to the the ceiling cuz um to describe to understand this um Mary Jane breaks into Norman Osborne's like apartment and mm-hmm. she gets into like the secret room where he's been doing these weird experiments and he has like these uh mutated spiders in there one of them breaks free just hitches a ride on her shoulder uh doesn't bite her but she takes it back to like the the homeless shelter it gets free it spins a web down and it bites Mar- Miles. Yeah. So there, there's the explanation for that. So he does the thing, and then Peter just looks at him and he's like, and he's like, "Is this weird?" And then Peter's like, "Nah." And then does the same thing, and they're just both <laughs> on the on the ceiling. And I was well, like, "That's well, real, good. real good." Uh, and then basically the the other post credits tease is like kind of teasing perhaps like what they could do with a sequel. So. One of the things they kind of mentioned throughout the game is that, like, uh, Harry Osborn, you know, Peter and Mary Jane's friend, has been yep. away in Europe tr- getting treatment for some reason. And in the late game, you learn that, like, oh, he has this bad disease that's, like, making him really sick. And he's, like, on – if he doesn't go get treatment, he's going to die. And so you just kind of think he's gone. Uh, the post credit scene is Norman going back to his, his home, going into that secret room, and he – kind of like unlocks this like huge chamber like liquid cooled or not liquid cool just like water filled chamber and harry's inside it attached to a mm-hmm. bunch of things and he's like oh i thought we were gonna you know the, the the treatment it's still it's not all the way there but we're gonna get there son so like that's the big teaser is that like harry's kind of just like becoming mutated in some sort of way so like it kind of leads to like oh well maybe they'll do start they'll start doing like goblin stuff if they do a sequel. Um. But yeah, so it's a real interesting kind of way to end that game. Um, I really hope if they do do a sequel that like you get to play as both Spider Men. <laughs> just a real Spider Men. Spider Men. So you get to play as Peter and Miles. Like that would be real fun. And just like if it was me, I would just be like, hey, f- it, let's let's go make this even just really goofy bring in Gwen Stacy make her spider Gwen because why not I mean even do like even if it's just a DLC pack that'd be neat yeah I mean like I if I guess I don't know how aware if you are with her mythos like her recent mythos or like for the the listeners at home like the reason her character even exists is that like she's in a completely separate timeline from like the main timeline or at least that, right. originally that's how it was I think eventually that's they, how it was originally they bled everything together but like it's comics. You can do wacky timeline shenanigans like that, like, and it would totally work. And yeah. you could easily bring her over. And I think it would be interesting if, like, you know, they keep her like the same age as Miles as they they have in her recent run of the comics, and have her see like an older Peter, and just see how she reacts to that because uh, the way they do that in the comics is very very interesting. So I think that could be that could lead to some interesting things there, but. I just want to play a Spider-Gwen game. That's me. Makes sense. Yeah. 
So the next game is going to be called uh, Marvel Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I hope. Uh, they're they're supposed to be doing some. Uh, they're doing DLC for this game. Um, the first one apparently is going to do like is going to feature Black Cat because she's kind of in this game, but they don't really like show her. She just has like these things you have to go find, and then she gives you a suit, and then that's kind of it. And it seems like this one's going to make her a little bit more of a, a presence. And then the the last two are coming in November and December. One's called Turf Wars. The other's called Silver Lining. And they haven't really uh, talked about exactly what those will, will be just yet. Which the two of us have discussed Black Cat and her, uh, yeah. her, her controversies. Which are dumb. Yeah, people got mad that she's not showing mad cleavage because they can't yeah, jerk that- off to it anymore. It's, it's like, so upsetting. She looks fine. She looks great. Yeah. Like, she's still super hot, yeah. and her outfit makes more sense. Say okay. Yeah. I think, like, but my one... Nerds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> my one issue with this game is just the weirdness behind, like, you know, it's an open... Excuse me, it's an open world game. And obviously, it's one of those "Hey, go unlock towers to unlock the map" type games. Right. And this was this has been talked about on Twitter, you know, ad nauseum by people that are smarter than me. So you've probably <laughs> seen this argument before, but like the idea that you know they introduce like, oh, the police are using this surveillance technology that's super wide reaching, and now you get to hack into it to to get all your missions and stuff. Like, it's super kind of gross. Yep. And the fact that like you know. New York police are kind of using stuff like that. And this was around the same time that like there was a story about IBM creating this technology that could tell what kind of like a person's gender race, basically like how old they think they are just from like facial scans. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because Spider-Man is a character has had like, has not had, you know, good relationships with cops correct so it's real weird for him to be like hey i'm all buddy buddy with the cups now like it's, i i it's probably one of the, the few things about this game that i i don't really buy and i think is kind of gross and i feel like it would get even grosser if they continue with miles and the second one or the sequel whatever if they have that kind of thing and have miles in it then that's really really bad yeah yeah so hopefully they kind of if they if they do a sequel, like maybe think about that sort of stuff next time instead of thinking, oh man, surveillance, that's great. Hey, yeah. we all love hey. it. It's like no, Ugh. we don't. Cringe. Yeah. Uh but yeah, that's that's Spider Man. Spider Man. That was actually me saying Spider Man in a weird voice, not Spider Man. <laughs> Let me clarify. It's uh it's a good game. Maybe not game of the year, but you know. It's worth your time if you if you like the Spider Man. Does whatever a spider can. Spins a web anytime. <laughs> so I like Spider Man. Would you recommend I play it? Do you like open world games? Mm. Do you like Batman Arkham Combat? I liked Arkham Asylum. Okay. But I didn't really like Arkham City. Hmm. But know. also, Ar- Arkham City had a shark in it, and that was really not cool. Okay, fair. I mean, maybe I wouldn't say like maybe go get it right now if you're if you're 
thinking about it and you're still on the fence. I'm thinking like maybe if it goes on sale someday, I'll get yeah. it. But I think that would probably be like the better option for someone it's like you. It's not a day one purchase for me. Yeah. But if you like the Spider-Man, you know, that, that character, that story, like, and you're looking at this just strictly from like a story perspective, like this is a very good one of those, I think. Yeah, and Spider-Man's one of my favorite superheroes, okay. but I just, uh, I don't know, I didn't like the way that the combat looked in any of the trailers. I think I think it's better than what they, they initially showed. Oh, okay. But, like, if you, I think it, my main complaint, I think, with it, though, is, like, it's still, like, another version of that, and, you know, there is a lot of, like, different things you can do with it, but also it's it's one of those types of games where you have a set combo you can do. Like, you're just going to kind of stick to that. Ah. Uh, so. Hmm. Welp. But you get to stick people on the buildings with your webs. And Spider Cop. Spider Cop. <laughs> Yuri Lowenthal is a good boy. It's true. I say as he's like. I can't say enough good old. things about his, his portrayal in this and also how it's like a fake persona reunion. It is. This is really goofy. I love it. So there you go. Marvel Spider-Man. Out Yay. now. Yay. Pocket Edition is also out now, but don't maybe buy that. Don't, don't get that one. <laughs> Not recommended. This one, nope. recommended. Uh, I think that's going to wrap this episode up, though. I think so. Um, I would have had Xenoblade, but I'm not finished with it yet. So another day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you like more from us, go to seasonlandmatchup.com or SAC.cool where you can find past episodes of this podcast. You can listen to that Final Fantasy 15 episode. Uh, and also, like, other episodes we've done. The World of Final Fantasy one. World of Final Fantasy one. I think that also talks about the Final Fantasy 15 demo. <laughs> it does, actually. <laughs> we've talked a lot about that game. You said, what, episode 3 and episode 75 are those numbers? Yeah. Something to that extent. Anyway, we have talked a lot about Final Fantasy 15 over the, the the eras. Uh, you can also find other podcasts like Season Let Me Check Up and Jared and Now Watch. You can find columns and reviews as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She has columns and reviews. And you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash anime checkup. And support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. All that fun stuff. Next week... Hmm... Mm. big old shrug shoulders on that maybe I'll have beat Xenoblade by then perhaps perhaps we shall see we shall see uh, but until then swing around like you don't care but also campaign for Tokyo Mirage Sessions campaign to for come Tokyo out. Sessions. and don't play Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition just don't don't do it save yourself for your sanity <laughs>